The idea when you start off with RIPs in a show is never to start somber or, hey, let's be sad. No. In Edge of Your Seat podcast mind, aka Brandon Lachance's mind, the host, it's honor, it's respect, it's, hey, thank you for doing what you did, being who you were, things of that nature. So we have to start with a special RIP to Shirley Shorter Shavera was pretty much an aunt to me. No blood relations. Was taken in by her family. She accepted me from the very, very get-go. Didn't matter that I was a troubled youth, being an idiot, none of that really, really mattered. She would give me hugs, kiss me on the cheek, tell me I love you. When she passed away on Mother's Day, I went back and looked at our Facebook message exchange, and there was a couple tough times in life that I was kind of struggling. She reached out chatted with me you know it's it's people like that it's things like that it's moments like that that create us mold us to become who we are and she was a huge part of that really really special lady very sad she passed away but at the same time extremely honored that i got to meet her to be part of her family to be somebody that she would take the time to talk to give a hug to reach out to it's very special to me. Had to start the show off with a very, very special rest in peace to Shirley Shorter Shavera. I'll always call her Aunt Shirley. Rest in peace. And I guess while we're here, Bob Lanier, NBA legend, passed away. He was the number one pick in the 1970 NBA draft. He played 14 seasons, eight-time All-Star. He was a Hall of Famer. He averaged 20.1 points and 10.1 rebounds throughout his career. That is crazy for 14 seasons. Absolutely crazy. He is third in the Detroit Pistons for points and rebounds with his 20.1 points and his 10.1 rebounds. And the Pistons have a lots of great players. I never seen him play, but I do this little thing called NBA 2K every single year where I have a my team. And if you can get Bob Lanier, or even the players in that era. I mean, he was going toe-to-toe with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar day in, day out. That level, that caliber of players. Artis Gilmore, Chicago Bulls legend. I mean, so many different players he battled with and had those kind of averages. Just shows how good of a player he was. So rest in peace to Bob Lanier, no doubt. Let's get back to our regular scheduled programming. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to NHL fans. Because how dare we? How dare we not talk about the NHL playoffs yet? Started May 2nd. Today's Wednesday, May 11th. You might not hear the show until Thursday, May 12th. So that would be 9 to 10 days that playoffs have been going on. We haven't talked about it. So, sorry. We're very sorry. But here's our excuses. Our reason why. The Chicago Blackhawks are gone. Northern Illinois, what do we care about more than Chicago sports? Not much. Especially when you got NBA playoffs going on. Unfortunately, the Chicago Bulls are out. And the MLB. Chicago White Sox, very intriguing season. Could they be good? Are they going to be hurt? What's going to happen? Chicago Cubs, rebuilding. But they made some huge signings, big deals in the offseason. Are the players going to pay off? Which so far I think they are. Are the people advancing their career that were on the team last year that everybody's like, hey, there's a bunch of no-names. They're not doing nothing. I think they are. I think they've improved. 
Chicago Bears, what are they going to do in the NFL draft? Are they going to make any trades? Are they 100% behind Justin Fields? Without the Chicago Blackhawks being in the NHL playoffs, we divert our attention to other areas. And by time it's playoffs for NHL or NBA, we're ready to be warm. The seasons start in October, November, and by May, end of April, when playoffs are starting, we just want to be warm. Maybe watch some soccer, watch some baseball, be outside. So, you know, those are the excuses. On the other end, we need to start paying way more attention to NHL. It's graceful, but physical at the same time. Some of the things that they can do with a puck is just insane. Like, I don't even know how these moves or the athletic motions are even created. But hockey players do, and they do it real well. And then there's the storylines. Is Tampa Bay, the Lightning, going to win a third championship consecutively? Hockey, that is very, very tough to do. Extremely tough to do. Even the heyday of the Blackhawks in the 2000s, they couldn't pull off three in a row. With Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, who in my mind are Hall of Famers, regardless of scandals that went around them. That's another thing with Chicago Blackhawks, but we've talked about that many times. Don't want to beat a dead horse. But a lot of interesting things to follow in the NHL. So let's do it. We'll start with the playoff format. Like I said, we're now nine days in the playoffs. So if you don't know much about hockey, like I don't, trying to learn, here's the playoff format. The team with the most points in regular season faces the second wildcard team in the first round. The division winner with the second most points plays the top wildcard team. Each series is a best of seven, and the home ice goes to the team with the top seed in the opening two rounds of the playoffs. The team with the most regular season points has home ice in conference finals and Stanley Cup finals. Let's see where we're at so far. We'll start with the West, Western Conference. So we had the number one Colorado Avalanche versus the wildcard two National Predators. Avalanche swept them. 4-0. The crazy thing is, is out of the eight series, six of them tied at 2-2. Well, were tied before Tuesday's games. But here's what they were before Tuesday's games, and then we'll talk Tuesday's games. Staying in the West Coast, St. Louis Blues, a three seed, and the Minnesota Wild, two seed, tied 2-2. Number one seed, Calgary Flames, wild card one, Dallas Stars, 2-2 tie. Two seed, Edmonton Oilers, Three seed LA Kings tied 2 2. Flip to the East. One seed Florida Panthers. Wild card two Washington Capitals. 2 2. Number two Toronto Maple Leafs. And the number three Tampa Bay Lightning tied 2 2. Carolina Hurricanes. A one seed Boston Bruins. The wild card one tied 2 2. Insane. I don't think I've ever seen that in any playoff format in any sport where there's so many ties four games in. Absolutely insane. We can't leave out the last series in the Eastern Conference where the Pittsburgh Penguins, the three seed, are defeating the two-seeded New York Rangers 3-1. So, let's do some updates. Tuesday's games. Sorry if you don't hear this till Thursday. Wednesday's not in here yet because it is about 7 p.m. After editing, I am painting a house, doing a lot of things. So, we'll get this out as soon as possible 
It will be no later than Thursday morning. Promise you that. So Tuesday's games. The Carolina Hurricanes take a 3-2 advantage over the Boston Bruins with a 5-1 win. The Toronto Maple Leafs defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3, giving Toronto the 3-2 lead. Tampa Bay, if you're going to win this championship, you got two games to win. The St. Louis Blues also took a 3-2 lead over the Minnesota Wild with a 5-2 win on Tuesday. And then the fourth game, in overtime, the LA Kings defeated the Edmonton Oilers 5-4 to give LA a 3-2 lead. Still, that's a lot of 3-2s. We could see some 7s, a lot of Game 7s. And if you're a sports fan, oh, how much you love Game 7s. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Episode 224. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can catch Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website, www.rss.com backslash podcast. That's with an S. It's plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Of course, we're on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you want to advertise or sponsor Edge of Your Seat Podcast, you like something I say, don't like something I say, same thing with a guest, feel free to send us an email at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Today, episode 224, our guest today is John Hall. He's with the DeKalb County United semi-pro soccer team that plays in DeKalb at NIU. But I should not say in DeKalb. They play at NIU, as he would say, because it's Switzerland and the DeKalb-Sycamore rivalry doesn't have to be a rivalry on the soccer field. Let's unite and play together. He gets into all that, does a great job. I didn't really look at it that way. And he started talking. I'm like, man, he's got a great point. And they thought about this a lot before creating this team in 2018. DeKalb County United is part of the Midwest Premier League, which has 27 teams and three divisions, West Division, East Division, and South Division. DeKalb is one of 12 teams in the West Division, which features five teams out of Chicago, two teams in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, a team in Bloomington, a team in Rockford, a team in Joliet, and Glendale, Wisconsin. The Eastern Division has 11 teams all out of Michigan, and the South has four teams, one in Columbia, Missouri, St. Louis, Kansas City, and Springfield, Illinois. DeKalb County United had a game April 30th. Their next game is against the Iowa Raptors on May 15th. So their season underway going to go strong. If you can get up to NIU, catch a game. Check out the website, the DeKalb County United website. Just Google them. Get in a game. I know I'm going to. I'm taking the whole family. We're going to go watch some soccer. Personally meet John Hall. Fantastic guest. We will definitely get to him right after we talk some sports. You know how we do it. And of course, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and Jason Hintz pride themselves in being here for you. 
They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. Ski Hartman has been the general manager for the last three years after experience selling cars in Princeton as well. So he's well known around the area and has done a great job of getting everyone a vehicle no matter where you're from. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. You know, it's NBA. Playoff season. The playoffs. That didn't sound anything like Allen Iverson, and I wasn't even trying to do that. But it's NBA playoffs. You know I'm watching as many games as I can. So, Sunday. Mavs tie the Suns, 2-2. 76ers tie the Heat, 2-2. That was on Sunday. They played Tuesday, Game 5s. But before then, we had Monday, Game 4s. Another 2-2 tie as the Celtics beat the Bucks, 116-108. But what was super crazy about the Celtics, 96 points from four guys. Jason Tatum, 30. Al Horford, 30. Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, 18 apiece. The other 20 points, Derek White, 11. Grant Williams, 9 points. So in reality, all but 11 of the 116 points were scored from starters, and four starters equaled 96 points. They won it. Giannis for the Bucks, 34 points, 18 rebounds, and a losing effort. But now they're tied 2-2. At least as of Wednesday, I believe they play tonight. Then the Golden State Warriors took a 3-1 lead over the Memphis Grizzlies, 101-98. First of all, John Morant is not playing and is not going to play. He's got a bone bruise on his knee. That's their best player. He's probably top 10 in the MVP votes of the season. Without him, they had no shot of beating the Warriors. So to fall 101-98 in a game four, kudos, props to every single person wearing a Memphis Grizzlies jersey. The Warriors, too many options. Steph Curry, 32 points. Clay Thompson, 14. Jordan Poole, 14. Andrew Wiggins, 17. Otto Porter, 12. Just everywhere. Big props, though, again, Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Grizzlies, 21 points, 5 rebounds. The big guy was getting it done. Then Tuesday's Game 5s, the Heat took a 3-2 lead with a 120-85 dub over the 76ers. That is just a thumping. And then the Suns do it to the Mavs, 110-80. So Tuesday's games, not very exciting. I watched half of the Heat and Sixers and three quarters of the Suns and Mavs. Turned them both off to do other things, work on projects, because that's not very exciting. I thought the Heat and the Suns were going to win these in five or six games. I thought the Suns were going to take the Mavs in five, but Luka Doncic, way too good. He's like, nope, that ain't happening to me. But the Heat and Suns are going to run away with their division 
serious battles here. Before we get to some IHSA postseason breakdown, because yeah, it's here, man. Postseason's here everywhere. That's the way it goes. Let's get a word with Olsen Construction. It's May. Spring is here. Actually, summer is pretty much here. But whether it's spring, whether it's summer, that means the good weather's here. That means it's time for family gatherings, friends over, watching sports in the garage, while the kids are watching a movie in the house, or playing games, or probably glued to their phones watching some YouTube. But to have all these things happen, you want your home looking as best as possible, right? You gotta have the living room comfy, but eloquent. Maybe not fancy, not gaudy, but looking like you care, looking like you want everybody to be like, hey, this dude's home's pretty cool. This family's house looks amazing. You want the yard landscaped, the grill full of charcoal, or new gas tanks. You want the bathroom not looking like a bathroom. It's the perfect time for home renovations to showcase your humble abode, your asylum, your world, your home. Olsen Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olsen have the skills and the 10 years of experience to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate. It's time for the percolator. Home renovations in any home. Hallway, staircase, garage, shed, basement, if it's part of your home, they got you. For a free estimate, call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. Like I said, IHSA postseason, it's here. Girls soccer regionals have begun in Class 1A. Class 2A will start May 17th. Girls track sectionals start today. Wednesday, May 11th, we will break those down on the very, very next episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Baseball and softball, 1A and 2A regionals start May 16th, which is Monday. Boys track sectional is Wednesday, May 18th, and then the boys tennis sectional, Friday, May 20th. We'll keep you updated as always, letting you know what's going on with your favorite teams, your favorite high schools, your favorite players. You know the business. Come here, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We'll break it down. We'll start with girls soccer, Class 1A. Couple quarterfinals were played on Friday, but semifinals kicked off on Tuesday. The Hinkley Big Rock sectional. If you know how this works, there's a sectional. It's broken down to a subsectional A, subsectional B. Then the teams are seated in the subsectionals to put them in regionals. And then eventually sectional semifinals and then a semifinals champion. So for the subsectional A of the Hinkley Big Rock sectional at the Princeton Regional. Again, these were played on Tuesday, May 10th. The two-seated Oregon Lady Hawks were upset by number six Genoa Kingston 5-4. Princeton, the home squad, the four seed, knocked off number five Hinkley Big Rock 6-2. In the subsectional B of the Hinkley Big Rock sectional semifinals at the Rock Island Alleman Regional, number eight, Depew, was kind of skunked by Alleman 12 0. Number three, Indian Creek, just slid by number seven, Mendota 
2-1. The Byron Regional, number two Byron, coasted past number seven Galena, 6-0. This sets up regional finals, which take off on Friday, May 13th. But we're not done yet. The Mantino sectional and subsectional A, Hersher Regional, number one seeded Hersher, shut out number nine Moments, 11 to zero. At the Reed Custer Regional, subsectional B, in a quarterfinal that happened Friday, May 6th, number seven Cole City beat number six Beecher, 4-2. This put Cole City into a matchup with number four Piatone on Tuesday's semifinal. Cole City lost 4-0. But like I just mentioned, we'll say it again. Regional finals for Class 1A girls soccer are Friday, May 13th, which sets up Princeton against Geneseo Kingston at Princeton at 5 p.m., Indian Creek at Allman at 5 p.m. Byron takes on Stillman Valley at the Byron Regional Final at 5 p.m. And number one, Hersher will take on number four, Bishop McNamara out of Kankakee in the Hersher Regional Final at 4.30 on Friday. So we got a lot of regionals to look forward to as the postseason is just getting underway. Like I said, next episode, we will definitely dive in to girls track sectional, which kicked off today on Wednesday. Hope to have another show out Thursday night. Because, you know, we got to keep these going. We got to keep this IHSA postseason coming right at you, letting you know what your high school is doing. As a business owner, one of the issues you have to be aware of is injury and liability to your staff. An injury can lead to open shifts because an employee is unable to work, a possible lawsuit, and other grievances at the workplace. Supreme Safety by SureStep is a woman-owned small business based out of Tonica that is here to help eliminate those injuries and liabilities, which are the number one workman's compensation claim in America. Supreme Safety is a non-slip treatment that will not change the look, texture, or appearance of the tile it's placed on, whether it's residential, business, indoor, or outdoor applications. The non-slipness has been independently tested in labs as SureStep has achieved the highest dynamic coefficient of friction in the industry. Competitors are slipping to catch up. There's absolutely no business downtime as the tile or floor Supreme Safety is applied to can be worked on, stepped on, jumped on, and if you want to, danced on right after the treatment is applied. Supreme Safety by SureStep also offers strip waxing non-slip coatings for a little extra stick with some texture and look changes to the applied surface. Call Mary Jane Orozco at 815-488-6565 to get Supreme Safety by SureStep today. Well, let's get to John Hall. Let's talk some soccer. Let's talk some DeKalb County United. Let's go. Have a great, great day, great morning, great night. Whenever you're listening to this, that's the best thing about podcasts. You can listen to these any day, all day, a million times, one time, in the night, in the morning, when you're sleeping, when you're mowing the yard, when you're washing dishes, pretty much when you're doing everything. Gotta love a podcast. And I love Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and I hope you do. I appreciate the love, support, and you guys continue 
to keep listening and finding out everything we're talking about. High school, college, national, not even just sports. Even when we have a sports guest, we talk about everything under the sun as well. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Follow, retweet, share, comment, message, anything that you can to help support us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, all of those things. Now it's time for John Hall. Until next time, peace. It is a beautiful day. I'm looking outside the window right now and there's like little clouds, but light blue sky, sun's out. And to say the sun's out in Illinois has been hard to do the last couple months. But when I see this, I'm instantly thinking outdoor sports. I'm instantly thinking soccer. And why not have a great guest on to talk about some soccer? John Hall with DeKalb United. How is it going, John? It's going wonderful. Thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, when you see this weather, you got to be pumped up. Yeah, you know, it's hard to be excited. You get this little glimpse of a day, and then you look at the forecast, and we get more rain tomorrow, and more rain Sunday, and more rain Monday, and it's the Midwest. You just got to roll with it and enjoy the good days when you get them. Illinois is very temperamental, and one day you have all four seasons, so you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely right. I feel like it kind of uh, you know, shares that with the people. We can kind of get temperamental in Illinois, too. Maybe it's because of the weather. Yeah, that could be part of it. Yeah, there's definitely days where you feel like you go through all sorts of emotions and moods. But if it's your players getting temperamental on the football field, is that a good thing? That's fine with me. Just win, baby. <laughs> Perfect. So DeKalb United, that's the name of the squad, right? Uh, yeah, DeKalb County United. I'll just roll into it. I'll help you out. We are a nonprofit adult soccer club. We play at a level that is undefined by U.S. soccer, but somewhere around uh, the top level of amateur soccer in the country. And we play in the Midwest Premier League with our first team. And then we have a men's reserve team and a women's under-23 team. The reserve team and women's team play in a couple other, a little more locally-based leagues. And we... Essentially, think of it like minor league baseball, but with soccer. So we, we try to put on a fun game day experience at NIU, have some fun, inspire the kids, and all that kind of stuff. So it's more than just you know 11 players out on the field. We try to run as professionally as we can uh, with an amateur budget. Gotcha. When you say NIU, do you actually use NIU's fields? Yeah, we use their, uh, their soccer stadium. It holds about 1,800. It's got a press box and concession stand and the whole nine so we're able to put on a pretty nice local soccer match that's again not just at a park it's it's you know at a venue that we kind of call home and uh we've been working with NIU since we started back in our 2018 was our first season so this would actually be our this would be our fifth season but we lost 2020 like everybody else so four seasons yeah this will be our fourth yeah gotcha four playing seasons but in operation for five Yes, uh, May 22nd is our five-year anniversary of receiving our uh, corporate letter that we were officially in business. So, yeah, it's almost birthday time. We got any celebrations for the birthday coming up? Chuck E. Cheese's, some ice cream? Well, by then we'll be playing, so hopefully we're just winning games and having a good time. That makes sense. Probably more sense, actually. So I've called Mendota home probably since, I think I moved here when I was 13, but I actually moved here directly from DeKalb, Sycamore area. I went to West Elementary. Did you say West is best? That's what they still say here. <laughs> Do they? 
Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> I probably said it a couple times when I was younger, maybe. But I grew up going to a lot of NIU games, and I still try to get out there. I was at a couple of women's basketball games this past season, and I like NIU. NIU is a cool spot. Ah, their programs don't always win, but they're always ran professionally as a college squad, and you know it's always a good time to go to a Huskies game. Yeah, and, you know, even like their soccer program, you know, they had a wonderful year the men's side this past year went to the NCAA tournament and won their conference and just really good people the coaching staff's wonderful and he's been a really good partner for us since we started and, and we felt when we launched this club really from just an idea being able to play at NIU we felt was was really important if you, you've got some history in the Sycamore area you know how Sycamore and DeKalb sort of at the prep level you know the high school rivalries and things like that and we felt it was important to find a place to call home for this club because we want it to encompass all. We want to be very uh, unifying. So playing at NIU sort of is like playing in Switzerland. It's a little neutral. You know, our Sycamore supporters aren't going to a DeKalb school to support us and vice versa. The NIU is really the perfect fit for us and to have a Division One program, you know, this close to us and, and with the facilities that they have and the resources. Uh, I can't say enough good things about NIU. So it just worked out to have that kind of partner and politically it made sense as well. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when you define a sports organization like us, we're not, like I said, we're not 11 players rolling a ball out, playing at any park. We want to be more than that. We want to be really something that everybody in this area can sort of like come around and support and kind of feel pride. To do that, you got to take yourself seriously. So we kind of wanted to establish the professionalism right out of the gate in that we are more than a soccer club. We're an organization that wants to represent the people, wants to represent the players and the staff, and traveling around the Midwest, not huge interstate travel, but, you know, we're getting up into Wisconsin, getting up to Iowa. We're representing this community, so we have to do our best job to do that uh, in the way that we feel is absolutely the best that we can do. Definitely. I was looking at your schedule and seeing some of the teams on there. There's a Rockford team, an Iowa team. Just talk about the kind of, I don't know if we want to call it expansion, but when I was growing up, soccer was a little bit of a thing. You know, they had youth soccer. I played for four or five years. And then, you know, as you got older, it just kind of slowly faded away. And you played, you know, baseball or you did track or whatever else in the spring. And you didn't really play soccer anymore. Now, soccer has... I mean, it's huge around here, whether you're in the Illinois Valley or Northern Illinois, Southern Illinois, there's soccer teams everywhere with great soccer players. Why do you think that is? What took so long for it to catch on? And now that it is, I mean, it's here. Yeah, and, and I think one of the big things about it, and, and some of my buddies that aren't soccer players are jealous because it's one of the sports you can play pretty much at all ages. Or you can't play football after college. Those opportunities aren't there. Soccer, you've got over 40 leagues, there's over 50 leagues, there's over 70 leagues, there's walking soccer, like there's so many variations to it. I think the unique thing about it is, at this level, again, it's sort of undefined by the federation, but at this level, I mean, you can essentially play for your community club, if your community has a club, at any age. If you're good enough, you're, you're old enough, sort of. So I think when a player gets done with, maybe they played high school and then they go play at junior college or they go play at a you know an NCAA school or whatever when they're done unless you have a club like this you're done you're playing rec leagues and you know almost beer league type stuff we as athletes miss that like whole locker room team chemistry that family atmosphere of 
of having a squad and you go out and battle on Saturdays together. Clubs like us and Rockford and uh, Steel City down in Joliet and four or five around Chicago that are in our league and um, a couple out in Cedar Rapids in our league. Like, communities are embracing this because they have all these players coming out of their three or four or five high schools coming back after college and have nowhere to play. So it's really just providing an opportunity for players. And then when you do it correctly and you know we live stream games and all that stuff, through our marketing, we try to promote our players success and maybe get them identified by a bigger club and let them go play lower level professional soccer somewhere in the united states we've got some players overseas now that have played for us it's not all our doing we didn't develop these players but we gave them a platform maybe gain some confidence and then go play at a higher level somewhere else and that's okay that that works out for us so i think that's that's part of the allure of soccer and i also think there's a whole cultural community vibe to the sport that doesn't exist with other things. Communities can rally around a soccer club like they do all over the world. Here, we just don't have that culture yet. We are trying to change that culture in the DeKalb County area and surrounding communities that, hey, this is our thing that we do in the summer. We go support our local club. And in that, I'll shift gears. We've talked a lot about soccer, soccer, soccer. What our club is about is equally, if not more, about the things we do off the field. We try to be a very good partner in our community and promote the things going on in our community and support other organizations through our efforts. The soccer really becomes just our platform to do that. Awesome. What are some things? You got me going. I like it. I like it. Roll with it. If you got something to say, go ahead. That's what we're here for, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. What are some of the things that you guys do do for the communities? Do you do like food drives and stuff like that, charity matters, or what do you do for the community? Yeah. Yeah, so, so we've tried a bunch of different things, and to be honest with you, I think there's always a lot more we could do. We started a, a virtual 5K during the pandemic. We always try to do things and sort of split proceeds, because we also, we are community-funded, and, and what I mean by that is we don't have a an owner that writes the checks. So we have to go out and, and raise money through sponsorships. We offer memberships. We offer you know, merchandise, ticket sales, and these sort of these fundraisers that we do, but we always make them joint fundraisers. So the virtual 5K, we partnered with Voluntary Action Center. We do that. We've done that two years now. We'll do that again later this year. Um, for two years, we've done a charity jersey. We make a special, like, limited edition jersey. This past year, we partnered with the Egyptian Theater and uh, did a really cool, really, really cool design. And we are able to make a donation back to the Egyptian Theater and really just trying to bring awareness to the club those are some of the big things. Another thing that I've done the last couple of years, and really to try to incentivize some growth in shared marketing within our community is we'll actually do, I'll set up a promo code through our ticketing system, and then we'll have a, whatever it is, an organization promote ticket sales for a match, and then we'll run a report after the game and we'll write them a check. The more tickets they help us sell, we'll give them a percent back to make it a fundraiser for them so that Everything we're doing in some way goes back into the community. It's not always huge money. I mean, we're not dealing with with millions of dollars here, but we feel any little bit helps. And we're always, just like you and I chatting, we're like, if somebody has an idea, come to us. Let's figure out how to to cross-promote it and make it a successful event. So those kinds of things. And we're evolving every year, trying to come up with new ideas and connect better with uh, organizations around us. 
Definitely. A lot of things I want to branch out on what you were just saying. But first of all, talking about design, I saw your logo and the soccer ball created out of corn is a fantastic idea. When we started this thing five years ago, you know, we knew we had to come up with a logo, a brand or whatever. And we reached out to Mike Figueroa from Sycamore, who uh, my wife knew, and said, hey, why don't you throw us some ideas? I think he gave us 10 ideas. And that one was just like, it's like so brilliant and such a simple, like, how come nobody thought of that? Exactly. Like that, that should have been what we gave him. Yeah, but we just loved it. When we started the club, we didn't necessarily have all the answers, right? So we went out and we did a lot of surveys with friends and family. Just like starting any business, you kind of like, let me go, I'm going to go pitch this to some people. And when we got four or five logos, I remember sitting around at our uh, kitchen table having a board meeting. And we're firing texts out to people like, hey, which one do you like? This one, this one, or this one? And we were getting votes from people because... We want it to resonate with the community, not necessarily with just what we think. You know, we're not force-feeding this. We want the community's input. Truthfully, the community came up with the name DeKalb County United. We sent a survey out and got hundreds of responses of, hey, if we bring semi-pro soccer to DeKalb, what would you want it to be called? And where would we play? And all this stuff. And the votes were DeKalb County United. And truthfully, didn't really like that name. United is an overused soccer naming convention now. It, it really fit with our mission of uniting through soccer and bringing people from DeKalb, Sycamore, Cortland, Genoa, Mendota, Rochelle, Dixon, bring everybody together. And it, it's not cliche because it's exactly what we're trying to do. So we let the people speak and they picked the logo and Mike did a great job with the, with the design. And we got a lot of compliments on that. People from this area really, it hits home for them. Yeah, definitely. Does DeKalb still have the Corn Fest? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cornfest is big. Sycamore's got Pumpkin Fest. We actually did alternate logos with, uh, we took the corn out and put a pumpkin in there. <laughs> I they did an orange. Yeah, we try to mix it up and, and try to hit the notes that everybody uh, can kind of relate to. Definitely. It was weird I, when we left DeKalb, the Cornfest came to Mendota, and they have the Sweet Corn Fest. So I didn't get away from yeah. Cornfest. No, no, you can't. And, you know, the, the rough part of our season is out. We've talked about doing a big corn boil at our last home game every year, but when we wrap up at the end of July, it's just a little too early for uh, for the good corn, you know? So yeah. it, it still may be something we try, but we haven't been able to pull it off yet. Definitely. This team, what are the ages of the players on it? We went through a little bit of a rebuild this past season. In 21, we were, uh, and I'm speaking about our first team, our top team, we weren't very good on the field. Really awesome group of people, a lot of really good players, just didn't mesh well. The results didn't go our way. So we sort of put a refocus on it, and, and you obviously are into sports, so you know what it's like when, a, when a, uh, an organization is losing on the field. It can make everything feel terrible. And if you're winning, you're the best thing ever, right? It, it's Results on the field dictate a lot of the the way that you emotionally connect with an organization. So we didn't win. We knew we needed to address it, so we put a little extra effort. We've really rebuilt the roster. We brought in uh, Eric Luzzi as a sporting director, which is kind of a general manager, so he's been helping rebuild the roster. We've recruited a ton of college players that are you know, in-season, still building, using the summer to make sure they're fit and playing at a high level before they go back to college in August. You'll find that I always do this. I tell you a story to answer a question. So <laughs> that's all right. I like we it. We have players from 18 to in previous years we've had guys in their low 30s. I mean, it's very open-ended. A lot of after-college players. 
we've shifted our focus a little bit back to the college age players this year to rebuild the roster. Our coach stepped away after last year, so we brought in a new head coach, Tim Romanello. We're just kind of like, we can't take winning and losing for granted. It isn't necessarily the most important thing to us, but we've realized through last season that it is a, it is an important part of what we're doing. You know, kids and families want to come support a winner, so we can't ignore that. So we're kind of two-headed monster of our uh, of our efforts and where we use our resources and where we put our time and energy. So wide-ranging, long-story answer, anybody that's 18 and up has a shot to play for us. You just got to be good enough. Well, if I didn't have metal in my ankle and was actually good, I would try, but I'm sorry. Sorry, sir. It's, it's funny. That's, that's what I said. When we started, I was in my mid-30s, and I said, man, if I, was, if I was 30, you wouldn't have dragged me off the practice field. I might not get to play a lot of games, but I would have loved to have an opportunity like this. And I think, back to your question about soccer and growth, and it's only getting bigger, and these opportunities that we have now with all these community clubs like us, and, there, and there's hundreds of them across the country, it, it just wasn't there even 10 or 15 years ago. And with the World Cup coming in four years, the World Cup's back in the U.S., I mean, the buzz is going to be huge. I think we're on the forefront. We're going to look back and say, man, that's, it's pretty cool to have a, a club in every community. What is your involvement? You said, you're like, hey, if I was in my 30s, couldn't keep me off the practice field. Did you play a lot of soccer? And then as you got older, you're like, hey, I want to make sure DeKalb has this? Or how did it go with you being involved? I still play rec soccer, actually. That's how I injured myself three months ago playing soccer but yeah not at this level anymore i'm not i'm not going to pretend that i could do it what's really what started it is we had some players from the area that were going over a club started over in aurora and i kind of like i caught them on social media i'm like what is this about and i kind of watched them and a couple of players that i knew went over and played for and made the team and i'm like why are we sending our guys over there why don't we just do this thing here and that's really where the first conversation was and as we form the entity and what is this going to look like? Is this an LLC? Is this a nonprofit? Our initial board, I became the president and I'm still the president of the board. And really, I work with, we got a really great volunteer staff. We've got a marketing director, we've got a membership director, we've got operations handled, we've got community outreach, we've got fan engagement, we've got like all these things. I pretty much work with all these other people and we kind of keep things moving and Away we go. But my job primarily now is connecting with people and telling our story. Reaching out to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Yeah, full media blitz. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. I'm glad you did. I'm learning a lot about this because when you did, I didn't know anything about DeKalb United. So obviously, I started following you on Twitter, started paying attention. And we kind of caught up at the end of your season last year. And I was like, hey, you know, this is going to be pretty cool. Now I'm going to follow on this upcoming season. When's your your first game? Not to plug, but I'll plug it because we're talking about it. But all the stuff's on our website. Tickets are just 7 bucks at the door, 5 bucks online in advance. So you can order tickets online and bring the family out for 20 bucks. Is, uh, you know, we try to make it a, a family-friendly atmosphere. To enhance that, too, uh, we have a group of supporters that started a supporters group. They have a board, and they do smoke bombs and bank drums and sing songs and all that good stuff. Their unofficial motto is there's always beer in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> so there is tailgate. I was going to say, there, so there is tailgating. Yeah, a lot of people tailgate. We do our concessions through NIU. They do sell beer and wine and 
uh, you know, some snacks and stuff. So that's a good, again, we want to make it as professional of an environment as you can without having to drive to Chicago or Milwaukee or to whatever. Like, it's right here in our backyard. You can take the family out for 20, 30 bucks, maybe go over to Fatty's and have dinner, whatever. Like, it's it's not the commitment and paying for parking and all that stuff. It's just, it's different. That's what we try to create. We start here at the end of April. We go through the end of July and we've got, I don't know what it is, six or seven, eight home games. We're, we're going to participate in the Illinois State Cup again this year. So we'll have some added games to play in that tournament. Uh, that aren't scheduled yet. That's what we do in the summertime. And the road games are just as fun. And many of them are, you know, in the Chicago area where road games are, it's fun to go to other venues and see what other clubs do and how they host their home matches. And for us as a staff, we get to just go cheer and watch and be fan for those games. We don't have to work. So it's a lot of fun. You already had me sold on just the soccer aspect alone and just coming to check out the team. Then you throw in fatties and you got me for at least one game this season. For sure, yeah, no, and that's and I think that's the thing. Like, and this is just the DeKalb County demographic. There's like 110,000 people in DeKalb County. If you get Mendota and, and Rochelle and the surrounding areas, there's quite a few people here. And if we could get everybody to come to, if we could have the people to come to one game a year, you know, we would be sustainable forever. And that's the other thing I haven't even mentioned is we are only sustainable because of the community supports. You know, we have a number of very positive sponsors that are they're committed to what we're doing and they like what we're doing. We're only going to go as far as the community supports. If the community, through their attendance and through sponsorships and members, if the community kind of says this isn't important to us, we're just not going to do it. We're not going to force it. But if the community finds value in it, then the community is going to push us forward, and that's that's kind of where we're at. We're trying to maintain our sustainability. And as somebody said before me, a club that can break even can last forever. And that's that's where we go. We just want to break even. Where Nobody's getting rich doing this. We are doing it for the community, not for our own benefit. I mean, because who doesn't love just watching soccer? Well, it's a two-hour event. It's not a maybe three, maybe three and a half, maybe four. It's a, it's a very finite commitment of time because of two 45-minute halves. You know, it's, it's easier to plan your day around it. I agree with you. Why? Why wouldn't you want to come have a have a pint and sing a song and yell at the opponents and you know have a fun Saturday afternoon? Definitely. I'm definitely gonna have to come to a game and check it out for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring friends and family. It's a, it's the cheapest fun you'll have all summer long. Perfect. Any more plugs, John? I know. I mean, I could I could rattle about this stuff all day. I'll tell you. Let me give you the overview. We care so much about having a club in our community that we started a podcast during the pandemic called build it so we do a podcast where we talk to other clubs and we share share our story and other stories on how others can start a club in their community because we think that helps everybody in growing the culture and the fan culture and the the playing culture and all of it this coming fall we will have the dkc academy so two of the big uh, youth travel clubs in the Calvin sycamore are emerging and they're becoming our academy. So they'll have tryouts in May. And then we're going to have, you know, essentially instead of just being an adult club, we're going to have a full full range from age four or five all the way up to adulthood, which I think is going to be really, really awesome for the community and the player development and all those kinds of things and inspiring the kids to want to represent their hometown. We do as, as much as we can to be a good partner and, and a good resource for our community. 
Very good. It sounds like you got a lot of awesome things going on and, you know, making soccer rampant in the DeKalb area for sure. Yeah, we're sure trying. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of my own worst enemy because I always know there's more we could be doing, but we're also volunteers and we uh, we have to maintain our commitment to the other things in our life that are important. And I think we're doing a good job and really uh, grateful for the community that has embraced us for these almost five years already. Before I let you go, we have just about every guest. There's some guests we let slip through the cracks and not play a game. But we couldn't do that with you, Mr. John Hall. Let's play a game. Let's play some rank them. We'll switch it up from sports. We'll talk some movies, some actors. So I'm going to give you six names of actors, and you rank them. You can either start at six and then go to one, so your least favorite of these six to your favorite, or vice versa and go one to six. You can choose that. Are you ready for this, though? Let's go. Let's go. I got my notebook. <laughs> Perfect. All right, the six that I got. And I'm a little older. We're actually around the same age frame. So you should know all these names. Okay. Let's go with Will Smith, Brad Pitt, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Johnny Depp, Tom Hanks, and Denzel Washington. Oh, that's a good list. Just to be clear on criteria, this is, this is personal preference of... Uh acting ability overall entertainment or whatever i whatever criteria i want to define in my own head whatever criteria you want to define in your own head all right all right so will smith is six Pitt's five i think boy this is bad jack is four man they're all good though hanks is three denzel is is two and the rock is one because the attitude era of of wrestling like I'll flip through now and I still see like Raw and I'll turn it on on Monday nights hoping that The Rock is just going to show up again so yeah The Rock's got to be number one he's certainly not the best actor but he's just entertainment value man what a wide ranging individual he is so six is Will Smith Brad Pitt Johnny Depp Tom Hanks Denzel because of Training Day and then The Rock by no means not the best actor but I like him the most we are definitely from the same age frame because I'll do that, especially around WrestleMania season. I'll flip through the channels looking for a Raw SmackDown to see if I see The Rock or The Undertaker or Stone Cold Steve Austin or somebody from Shawn Michaels, somebody from that era. You know, all the DX stuff and all like all that, all that WCW and WWF stuff in the late nineties. I loved all that stuff. I was I was into it. I used a lot of uh, a lot of wrestling references actually. So. Yeah, that's a good list. Well well done putting those six names together. Oh, we try here. We try. I'll make it entertaining. For sure. Well, John Hall, thank you very much for sharing the word about, you know, DeKalb United. Like I said, I didn't know much about anything. You reached out. I did some little research, paid attention, and now I'm excited for your season. I will be following you the whole season. Thank you for joining, talking about that. We played a little rank with some actors. Thank you for your time on a Thursday morning. Is it still morning? Yeah, we'll say it's Thursday morning. Thank you for joining us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hope to see you this summer.